Picture it. You turn onto Museum Way and drive along the winding road that leads you to Crystal Bridges Museum of American Art. You'll pass a circle of benches surrounding Leo Villarreal's glowing buckyball, filled with neighbors enjoying the Ozark air. As you drive along the tree-lined path, you spy some sculptures lining the forest. And around a final curve, there's a towering silver tree. It's Yield by Roxy Payne. The museum is set in a deep ravine, with copper rooftops rising from the natural crystal springs below. As you walk inside, wooden ceiling beams stretch high above you. And as you enter the art galleries, artwork calls for you to look this way, look that way, and look closer. Standing before a work of art, you may wonder, what's the real story here? Who is this artist, and why did they make this work? Entering a new gallery space, you're filled with a sense of mystery. From the way the artwork lines the space, to the emerald green paint on the walls. How is this gallery designed? Who chose this artwork? Who hung the paintings and moved the sculptures? If these questions sound familiar, you've tuned into the right place. I'm Stace Tree, host of Crystal Bridges' new podcast, Museum Way. A lot of our guests often wonder how we do things here, so we're sharing all the ins and outs of the museum, from the galleries to the trails, the architecture to the culinary team. You'll learn the museum way of Crystal Bridges. I'm an interpretation manager at Crystal Bridges, which means I work with many teams at the museum to make your experience fun, interesting, and meaningful. On today's podcast, we explore the concept of reinvention. In fact, we're reinstalling our early American art galleries for the first time. We'll talk with curator Mindy Besaw on why we chose to redo the galleries, and we'll meet exhibition designer Jesse Mueller to learn what it takes to design a gallery and much, much more. So let's jump into the very first episode of Museum Way. With me now is Dr. Mindy Besaw, curator at Crystal Bridges and the leader of this reinstallation project. Welcome, Mindy. Thanks for having me, Stace. Or should I call you Dr. Mindy? Oh, you can just call me Mindy, thanks. All right. Well, let's start with one of the big questions. There are over 150 works of art in these galleries that you're reinstalling, right? Some would say, why do we need to reinstall at all? What's wrong with the galleries the way they are? Well, I think that's an excellent question. And really, honestly, there wasn't anything terribly wrong with the galleries as they were. I just know that we can do a better job. What we do currently is tell the history of American art from a kind of standard art historical storyline, and it's not very complicated. Uh, We wanted to make it a bit more textured and complex and be a bit more inclusive in the way we're telling our stories. Well, that sounds like a lot to tackle. Uh, It makes me just kind of wonder, where do you start with something like this? Well, as a curator, one of the things I do is tell stories through juxtapositions of artworks. So the art is always one great place to start with a story. Crystal Bridges has an amazing collection of early American art. So we had that as a great backbone. But to really get a flavor of what we should be doing, we went to the community. So we did several community focus groups and asked people, what excites you about Crystal Bridges Maybe why don't you come to Crystal Bridges? What resonates with you? What kind of themes are part of your American experience, and how can we better reflect that? If anything, what it did reiterate was maybe the story that we had to start with was a little narrow. It wasn't exactly resonating with all of our guests. So 
you're looking for or you're trying to tell uh, a variety of new kinds of stories. Can you give me an example or, uh, or two of the kinds of objects that you're comparing or putting together? Sure. Um, one great specific example is one of the things we really realized is we do start our story with colonial times. So thinking about the late 18th century, starting with George Washington. But even especially in Arkansas, there were cultures here for centuries before George Washington even stepped foot on the North American continent. So again, if we tell this story with art, we went down to the University of Arkansas and looked through some of their archaeological collections, which are just amazing and astounding. And we are borrowing one small Mississippian figure that dates to about 1350. This small figure paired with something like George Washington, we hope to really start thinking differently. What if you start your history of North America in 1350? and not 1800. So completely reframing even the start of this story, and then we can go from there. Wow, and it seems like there are a lot of ways you can do that as well. Like, there's also the uh, Spanish um, influence, the colonial influence in Florida, for example, uh, and going back even to, to other countries before even, like, Britain is a traditional, uh, you know, North American colonizer. Exactly. Absolutely. So that's another great point. Uh, we, again, if we're telling stories with objects, one of the limitations is our collection. It's both a benefit and a bit of a limitation. And so another place we went to talk to um, museums about borrowing objects. So the Denver Art Museum is lending us three Spanish colonial paintings. We're going to have a very rare uh, Cuban painting. So from when Spain was occupying Cuba. And again, kind of broadening, pushing on that boundary of what are American stories? What are some of the perspectives and conversations that we can have? and tell those stories through art. You know, it's tricky when you're in the early American time period. Already the artwork is historic. It's old. It's not of this time. So it's even a more pointed, complicated way. And how do you make this relevant? How do we make it relevant for today and for multiple audiences? Well, it sounds like a really fascinating project with, I would assume, a lot of people involved. How many people are on your team here? Well, it depends on which time period over the last two years you're talking. As you know, it started with a pretty small team, me, you as the interpretation manager and educator. But one of the great uh, helps in all of this, someone who can help us see our vision and make it come to life quite literally, is Jessie Mueller, our exhibition designer. So I'm excited that you're talking to her later. So am I. We're going to be with her in just a second. But remind me first, Mindy, when does this open? The galleries will reopen in mid-March. All right. Well, we look forward to it. And, I, you know, don't forget, uh, those of you who are listening, that while these two galleries are closed, the rest of our museum is still open. We have our modern art collection and our contemporary galleries are will be open, as well as our Frank Lloyd Wright House and all of the grounds. So we also have our current exhibition, Soul of a Nation, Art in the Age of Black Power. And I really encourage everyone to come to that. Thanks, Mindy. Appreciate you. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Debuting in the United States at Crystal Bridges, Soul of a Nation, Art in the Age of Black Power, shines a bright light on the vital contribution of Black artists to an important period in American history and art. Featuring the work of 60 artists and including vibrant paintings, powerful sculptures, street photography, murals, and much more, 
This landmark exhibition is a rare opportunity to see era-defining artworks that changed the face of art in America. Visit crystalbridges.org for tickets and to learn more. And we're back. We have exhibition designer Jesse Mueller here now to talk about designing a gallery space. Welcome, Jesse. Thanks. Excited to be here. Okay, now that we know from Mindy why the change is happening, uh, where do we even start with redoing this gallery? I know that you come in from the very beginning. So can you tell me a little bit about your process? Where do you start with this? Yeah, so as Mindy kind of mentioned, you know, it usually starts with a small content team kind of putting together the stories and selecting the objects that they want to be want included in the installation. And I usually kind of listen in on all those conversations. So I get a good feel for what the content team's goals are. And then what I do is I take the checklist of the objects. And a checklist? <laughs> what is a checklist? Um, it is sort of what it sounds like. It's a list of objects. There'll be a little image of each object, dimensions, title, artist, that sort of thing. Because I work with everything to scale, typically in AutoCAD. And then I start seeing how the objects are actually fitting in the space. And so AutoCAD, that sounds yes. like an important thing. <laughs> it's a computer-aided drafting program that is one of the several tools that I use in this process. I usually start there working in floor plan, seeing, you know, moving walls around, seeing how I can fit the groups in the content team wants, and then it kind of becomes a conversation back and forth between the design and the content. Do we need another object here? Do we have too many objects in this section? How can we how can we make all this work so that visitors will will understand, you know, what what our goals are? So I'm wondering right now what kind of challenges that you face in this kind of work. In general, one of the challenges with exhibition design is the actual physical space that you're given. You know, coming from training as an architect, you know, you're you're creating the space, the walls, everything. But in exhibition design, the walls are there and the ceilings there, all of that. So working within those parameters can be tricky, you know, trying to fit your different content sections in and that sort of thing. Also... Our building in itself is beautiful, but uh, can be challenging in that most of the walls are curved. There are very few flat walls in Crystal Bridges, which can be a challenge, especially with large artworks. And then the lighting also, in that, you know, the galleries are kind of broken up into little pods. And between the pods, it's tied together um, with spaces that kind of let you look outdoors and reflect, which is great and was one of Softie's intentions when designing the building. Um, the world-famous architect Moshe Softie, yes, we should you. say. <laughs> Uh, but can be challenging for visitors going from a bright space to a, a dark gallery space to a bright space and back and forth. So making sure that we're providing cues to have people continue moving through the gallery and not get hung up anywhere. So it should be stated that you're an actual trained architect. <laughs> yes, I am. Which comes in really handy. So It does. So when you're looking at the, these plans that you're kind of talking about, is it sort of like a house plan? Like, you know, it, you, yes. look at the, you look at the basic... Exactly. Blueprint first. Yeah. So yeah, basically I start with a blueprint and then I start looking at the objects and the the space in plan. And from there I kind of I move up the wall essentially. Uh, I start looking at elevations so you can see the artworks in scale with each other to kind of get a rhythm for how things are flowing on the walls. And then from there I move into three dimensions, which can vary it kind of depends how different curators work, how different content team works. You know, sometimes they want a physical model, so we have some actual physical half-inch scale models of most of our gallery spaces. Or I also like to work in Google, Google SketchUp, which is kind of a rendering program that works in three dimensions. Okay, wow. So this sounds like you have almost like a dollhouse model of <laughs> yeah. Crystal Bridges? Yes, I do. That, well, 
It's really cool. I've seen it. <laughs> uh, and then you work in three-dimensional uh, right. computer programming. So mm-hmm. it's sort of like you can zoom through the galleries, if you will. Yes, like. Exactly. Yeah, a lot of my job is helping everyone else visualize what I'm seeing in my head. Because I'm as a designer, I'm a visual thinker, so I can see all of this. So what I need to do is get everyone else to understand what we're talking about and what the galleries are going to look like when we're done. Sounds like a typical thing for designers in general, huh? Yeah, you got to sell your vision. So how do you work with the other design, rest of the design team at Crystal Bridges? We have graphic design team, and we work together to kind of come up with the overall vision and goal, you know, of course, with the content team too, you know, to get a feel for the galleries and the exhibitions. You know, each of our special exhibitions kind of gets its own identity. So we work together on that. So around the museum, a lot of people oftentimes congratulate you on the wall colors that you choose. <laughs> so you you kind of have this reputation for being the wall color guru. Yes. How does that come about? You know, I think it's what what's something that's tangible that people can kind of see in what I do. You know, they don't always think about the wall placement and the circulation and all of those things that go into laying out the floor plan. But, you know, they come in and they see George Washington popping on this beautiful red wall and they think, wow, that's great. So, you know, if I'm doing my job well, you know, it's kind of an intuitive experience for the visitor and they're not necessarily thinking about the the circulation and the flow and how things are fitting but the wall colors do tend to stand out because you're like a real behind the scenes (laughs) kind of puppet master yeah i mean i don't know if that's the best way to put it (laughs) (laughs) but it does sound like you like puzzles I sure do. I uh, I like to think of my job as um, creative problem solving. You know, I have to take all these parts and pieces and make them fit together to make the best experience we can for the visitor. Great. So I also understand that wall color is going to be something that will be coming up in the installation as well on a project you've been working on. Yeah. There's going to be a new space in the galleries when they reopen called The Niche, where you'll be able to see short experimental projects that change anywhere from weekly to monthly. We're going to explore how the museum works behind the scenes, have interactive experiences for guests and other fun projects. And the first project is all about how we choose our wall color to tie it into the reinstallation. So yeah, come back and visit and and actually see how the wall color changes the way you see art. Well, that's great, Jesse. Thanks so much for spending a little time telling us about your fascinating job (laughs) here at the museum. All right. We'll come back in March to see the reinstallation. Is your New Year's resolution to explore your creativity, try something new, or take a new class? We have a variety of art classes for all ages. From CB babies to adult workshops, you'll learn about artwork in the permanent collection and temporary exhibitions as well as new materials and techniques with hands-on art projects in the studios. All supplies are provided. Visit crystalbridges.org to sign up today. Thanks for tuning into the podcast so far. Now we're at the segment where we want to hear from you. Each month, we'll be taking questions and comments from our social media channels and giving you answers from the people who know best, our museum staff. Follow Crystal Bridges on Facebook. We'll be sharing this episode there and leave a comment on the post. You can also tweet us with the hashtag MuseumWay. Check back next month to see if we answer your question. Thanks for tuning in to Museum Way. We hope you enjoyed our first episode and that you'll tune in each month to hear more. Don't forget to head over to our social media channels, Facebook and Twitter, and leave a question or comment about what you'd like to hear on future podcasts. I'm Stace Treat, and I'll catch you next month right here on Museum Way.